Welcome back to the ADW Profile Podcast. This is Casey. Tim Johansson. Today we are talking about a family yes. of aspects. This is a very special <laughs> family. <laughs> Whatever that means. But anyway, today we're talking about the psychological values family. Psychological values family so tim what do we need to know about psychological values well they're based on henry murray's framework of 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 humans and psychology and he has he had developed in the 50s 60s what he called psychological needs and this idea that every human has some psychological needs, some basic psychological needs, very similar to basic physical needs. And when we get these needs met, we are fulfilled, very similar to physical needs, right? We're healthy, we're fulfilled, we're grounded. And when we don't get these needs met, we get ungrounded, we get disrupted. That's how we're all like all other humans, is that we have some physical needs or uh, psychological needs. How it's different from basic physical needs is that we don't all have the same psychological needs. Mm. So for example, I might have the psychological need to, to, to be in the know, to be informed. Mm -hmm. Someone else might not. Mm -hmm. So how we develop these psychological needs is really about kind of our own lived experience in the meaning that we've made of it. And then in this specific moment, is that psychological need that's present, is it being met by the context? And so we have five psychological needs. We call them psychological values, mm -hmm. things that we value. And we have five of them on the ADW profile. And these are the five that really are most present in kind of organizational, occupational, workplace settings to kind of in groups where we're getting stuff done with each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when we're getting stuff done together, we're going to need to feel certain things in, in order to be grounded and present in what we do. So that's kind of the framework of what these psychological values are about. The, the process most often of sort of looking and seeking for these things in yes. our environment, in our relationships, in our immediate context and circumstance, this is often happening on an unconscious level. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll kind of get into this when we talk about each of them. And of course, each will have their own extended special episode, but we'll touch on each real quickly today. That there is no sort of ultimate definition of what... Right a need is, but rather it's self-defined and mm -hmm. it's a felt experience, right? This, this is when we talk about the four dimensions of knowing, knowing that our psychological needs are met are resting in our physical, emotional, and spiritual dimensions, right? Yeah. It's, it's not about telling ourselves that we 
have a sense of connection. It's about literally experiencing it. Right. One more piece that I, I always find myself wanting to sort of clarify when I'm giving feedback to people. We have to constantly remind ourselves that these are tied specifically to what I'm kind of looking for, often unconsciously, to feel grounded and secure mm-hmm. and like I'm all right. I'm standing on stable ground. It doesn't mean so, for example, the first one is values information. If you happen to be low on that, like I happen to be actually, that doesn't mean that you don't like information. It doesn't mean that you don't find information helpful and important. Right. It, so I think it's always helpful to clarify that, right? If in, you're in, low on this, it doesn't mean you don't like it or right. you don't Prefer you don't it. ever have a need for it. Right. Or that you're not, that the person isn't necessarily it doesn't say they're not good at maybe providing it either. Right. It's not about that. It's very narrow to your point about if I don't get it, I am still likely to be grounded if yeah. I'm low on it. Right. If I'm high on it, far to the right, and I don't get it, it's likely to be disruptive and I'm likely to not feel grounded or secure and and in that way perhaps more likely to go into self-protection right mindset yeah so let's let's so there's five of them yeah i I mentioned the first one values information Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about what that's kind of getting at well the core of it is the sense of being informed being informed not necessarily just about what's going to happen but just do i feel that I'm as informed as everyone else, mm-hmm. right? That I'm in the know just as much as you're in the know and that we're all in the know. And for people who are high on it, they actually make positive meaning out of being being informed by having people in their life say, hey, I want to give you a little bit of this information. They make really positive meaning out of that. Yeah. And, and like we've said, what that looks like for each person is going to look different. Right. What kind of information yep. meets that need, how much, you know, all those idiosyncratic elements. Yeah. Um, but it's really that felt sense. Yep. What's the second one? Pop quiz. <laughs> Values. Connection. Yes. Connectedness. This one, this one's always fun to talk with people about um, because I, I found in talking with folks about giving feedback who have a high value or a high need for connection, it so varies what that looks like for people Mm -hmm. and sort of how they conceptualize and define what that means for them. Like uh, we both have this Mm -hmm. for me. What that is really about is sort of feeling connected to something sort of larger, purpose, group, identity, something that I can kind of grab onto and have that sense of connection. It's different for you. Yeah. Mine's really around people. Yeah. Like with people, with people that are important to me, feeling connected to them. So folks out there, you got to ask your people, what does connection mean to you? Right. (laughs) Because you're going to get different answers. Yeah. Third one, 
Values, ambition. Mm. Values, share this one too. Ambition. Yeah, this is my strongest one, actually. And again, you know, there's lots of ways that people make meaning out of it for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, the broad umbrella here, sort of having a, a sense of forward progress, momentum, success, getting things accomplished, sort of that mm-hmm. that need to feel that, right? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily matter what it is or what any of that. Right. It's not necessarily about that. It might be for some people, but chiefly it's this felt sense of yeah. forward motion. Well, and that word accomplishment, yeah. this is another great example, and we'll dig into this in the specific episode, but is it accomplishing a task? Is it accomplishing a set of right. expectations that, or kind of on your plate, is it a daily sense of, I got something done today? Right. Or is it this bigger, like grander, I, I'm, a, I'm working toward this major accomplishment and I got there. It, yeah. So again, it, it can really vary unique to the person, values, ambition. Values, ambition. Next one, uh, number four, values, acknowledgement. Mm. Acknowledgement. Most of these, you know, pretty common sense. Acknowledgement, you know, wanting to be seen and validated and, well, acknowledged um, for contributions, for who you are. Again, all shapes, forms, and sizes of that, but having that felt sense of receiving acknowledgement, recognition uh, in in some way, shape, or form. Last one, and then we'll kind of talk about a few other elements of, of this family. Values, certainty. Mm. This one often gets confused with values information. Yeah, it does. Yeah, And they're different. Values information is being informed, having a sense of being informed. So it's more broad, kind of informed about what can really depend how you get informed. Values certainty is more narrow to very specifically what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. right? I, I'd like to know, I need to know what's going to happen next. And where the variance in all of this comes in, where the self-defined part comes in is what does next mean? Does next mean yeah. in the next hour, <laughs> in the next day, in the next year, right? And so some people the high value certainty is I need to know what's going to happen in the next moment. And I need to be in that moment and go through it in order to feel like I understand what's going to happen in the following moment. Some people value certainty looks like I need to know the plans for the week. Right. Some people value certainty is I don't really care about the plans for the week, but I need to know our five-year plan yeah and that we're going to stay on it so the variance comes in the when it, what their understanding of next is yeah but it's all around i need to know what's going to happen mm-hmm. so those are the five values slash needs and I, th- I think you know we can really kind of get and grasp sure if you're high on those those are the things you're kind of looking for in your environment, most often unconsciously, but now that you have awareness and language for it, you can even be more intentional. Like, yeah. oh, I'm feeling a little 
disrupted right now because I actually realize I'm not, I don't have the information I feel like I need. I can right. be more intentional with it. Plus, and you mentioned this, but now that we've gone through it, what about when you're low mm. or, or on the other side, right? So, right. for example, we were just on value certainty. So high value certainty, low or the opposite end of that spectrum is accepts ambiguity. Yeah. And we don't have to go through all of them, but what's that relationship like between those two poles? Well, it's that I don't need the certainty in order to feel secure. Okay. So I can likely go into uncertain situations and, and be pretty secure, at least in that realm, around sitting with ambiguity. Okay. Maybe I don't know what's going to happen. So that's one part of it is I don't need the thing on the right. But I, let's but say I super, do. <laughs> right. And this is where I think the 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 value of these scales is yeah. so clear. <clears throat> it's in explaining our relationships. Yeah. That the psychological values really come into play. And so if I don't need something for myself, I don't know what it's like to go through needing it and then not getting it. I don't know what it feels like. I don't have a tacit experience of that disruption. It's hard to understand why this person is making such a big deal out of this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and even that, right? Yes. It's hard to understand. And that's what we do then. Is we we intellectually kind of dismiss it as well, they're making a big deal. Right. Or they're it's all on them. And in it, it's this little moment here where there's where both sides are actually being allured into self-protection. Mm. If I'm far to the left and you're far to the right, yeah. And this, and you're asking for it. We're both being allured into self-protection mode. Right. Right. Those are kind of likely collusion points. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I think the, the felt experience of the person typically who's on the low end of the need, so they don't have that need for themselves. If there's a felt experience of someone feeling like they're trying to get that need from them. That's often the trigger point for the the low need person, right. like and we all we all know what this is like, right? You know, we all have our own. Like for me, it's actually certainty. So I do not have in my accepts ambiguity is like ninety nine percentile, and so it's not as bad as it used to be because we can grow and develop. But before I had a, a more awareness about this, I would get really frustrated mm. <laughs> when I felt like people were trying to get me to provide certainty to them. Yeah. Cause it's like, I, I, I don't know how to do this. I can't do this. It's not real. Right. You know, all those stories <laughs> that we say to try to justify how it's the other person. So just as we talked about with the self concept family, there's one more element here. Mm-hmm. So even there's always more, more to the story. We talk about your expressed score for the values, and then your underlying scores. Yeah. Same thing with the self-concept. Yeah. So expressed, well, this is kind of what I'm really 
comfortable, feel like I have permission to say out loud to the world. Underline, this is what I may be whispering deep down to myself. So talk about, particularly with the needs and the values, why the relationship between that express and underlying is so impactful. A few points here. For the individual, when we see expressed and underlying being kind of different from each other in any direction, what we understand here is that the, the intellectual knowing, the language they've got around a need says one thing. Yeah. And then experientially, tacitly, kind of felt level is actually feeling something different and both are true. It's not that one's true and one's not, but it's, it's, we've acquired language around this need that allows us or that we feel permission to say one thing, but then we've acquired a lived experience around this need that says something different. And what results is this incongruence right? between what I'm sharing with the world and what I'm feeling yeah. inside. And often on the individual insight level, people have these aha moments when they see these. Yeah. And it actually puts some context and meaning to their felt experience Yeah, that they hadn't had. The other dynamic then kind of in this self and others interrelationship is when someone might be high on the underlying, but not as high on the expressed, what that can feel like to be related to is we are saying one thing, but you're clearly wanting something different. So so take acknowledgement. Yeah. As an example. So let's say we often will see this where the expressed acknowledgement is low or just in the middle. So doesn't say out loud that I need acknowledgement to feel secure. And then we'll see the underlying way up high. Right. And so what that often means is the person hasn't given, hasn't acquired a sense of permission to ask for it. They might yeah not even know how to ask for it, or they might've been told you can't ask for it, but their felt lived experience still really needs it. And so the challenge there is they need it (laughs) and their body is saying, I need this, but they're actually telling the people around them. I don't need that. Right. Which makes it really difficult then to actually get it. Right. Yeah. And or to provide it. We are individually responsible for getting our needs met. Yeah. And so if I'm saying I don't need something that I actually do, (laughs) I don't get to get mad at people for not giving it to me. And I think that often explains so much of the source of, oh my gosh, ongoing conflicts between people who have known each other for a long time. Yeah. Right. Because it's like you kind of go through that lived moment, that felt moment, and and that person doesn't even know it's really at the source. And it gets back to this disruption place, right? And this allure for self protection. And when I get disrupted, I go into self protection. Well, the source of this discomfort is always the other person. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's when we get trapped, stuck, yeah. not trapped, never trapped, but we get stuck in these cycles. And it's really always because we don't really know what is actually being hooked. Yeah. And I think the other piece that comes into play, particularly for these psychological values, and we we talked a little bit about this in the self-concept too, but even more so for values. There's this really unhealthy, unhelpful thing that gets put into the environment (laughs) and seeps into our our belief system, which is you shouldn't have needs, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's not true because we do. <laughs> and when, when we deny that we do, it only makes us less available to everything else in the world. I mean, they, we, do, we do need to um, take care of those things. And the notion that we're selfish. And we've talked about this in the psychology at work podcast, but the notion that you're selfish, if you get your needs met, um, is wrong and unhelpful. Um, cause it's the only way to actually be able to show up as your best self for other people. So know what they are. Psychological values. Psychological values. So, um, as I mentioned, each of these will have their own episode, but <clears throat> that is, uh, this concludes our overview of the family. So much more to come, but in the meantime, get that insight stay curious